And it's time now for the rural news with Maya Barry in Ōtautahi. Kia ora, Maya. And the red meat sector has already told the Prime Minister what policy changes it wants. Tell us what's on their wish, li- wish, wish list. <laughs> Sorry. Kia ora, Mani. Well, plenty of wish lists around at the moment. I think every sector is trying to get the attention of the new Prime Minister at the moment. And this manifesto that's been released by the meat industry, it covers everything from climate and environment policy to concerns around carbon farming and workforce and trade issues. This has been written by the Meat Industry Association and Beef and Lamb New Zealand, and it's been sent to every member of Parliament. Association Chair Nathan Guy says it should be compulsory early reading for the new Prime Minister Chris Hipkins to inform him what policies should be shelved or changed. Well, it's a time to reflect for Prime Minister Hipkins, and uh, the sense that I get from listening to him publicly is he's going to put some of the policies on a bit of a slowdown. Uh, We would welcome some uh, affect the primary sector, namely the the fair pay agreement is certainly hitting, it's going to hit hard on the meat industry. We would also like to see the borders open a bit more, particularly a special visa for halal butchers. Nathan Guy, who worked in Parliament as a National MP for 15 years, including as Minister for the Primary Industries, says it's also critical the Prime Minister leads a business delegation to China this year to help restore normal levels of trade. It's very important to us, has been for the last 20-odd years and will continue to be. Very interesting times in China at the moment, bit of an economic slowdown, opening up from COVID, allowing their residents to travel more freely. We need to be in there waving the flag and reminding them that we're good, honest brokers that produce some of the best protein in the world. And Nathan Guy says the meat industry has requested to meet with Chris Hipkins to go over the manifesto. To other news, and a group representing kiwi fruit growers is warning some of its members are facing financial disaster, with returns for last season's fruit not covering the cost of production. Last week, green growers were told by Zespri they would not receive fruit progress payments next month because quality issues with fruit exported to Europe are far worse than anticipated. Kim Moody has more. New Zealand kiwifruit growers has labelled moves by Zespri to significantly cut payments for green growers as totally unacceptable and a surprise. Chief Executive Colin Bond says the latest blow to growers is untenable and the industry must act and hold the processes and systems not working correctly to account. He says the important Japanese market has been undersupplied by more than a million trays in the 2022 season and some fruit has been poor quality. Mr Bond says they're writing to Zespri asking for for a please explain as to how things could go so wrong. He says dropping returns for green growers affects banks' confidence in their businesses. Rock lobster harvesters at the southern half of the South Island say warmer sea temperatures are having a big impact on their catch. Cray 8 Rock Lobster Industry Association represents fishers in South Westland, Fiordland, Stewart Island and Fovo Strait. <laughs> Excuse me, Fovo Strait. Chief Executive Malcolm Lawson says water temperatures were warm last season, but this year's marine heat wave has resulted in warmer water in deeper parts of the ocean. Well, we've been finding um, lobsters that are, that are coming up in the pots and they're either quite lethargic or... Uh, once they get into the into the uh, processing exporting factories, they're finding that they they haven't got a lot of uh, vitality, a lot of energy, which 
is certainly required given that it's uh, that they're exported live. And Mr Lawson says if the crayfish die en route to international markets, they can't be sold. But it's too early to know what the overall impact will be. He says they're working with scientists to track the marine heatwave. We've been in close contact with Dr Rolf Smith from Otago University. He's one of the main researchers and investigators on the Moana project. Um, and he's keeping us informed on uh, the changes in the water temperature and indeed how deep these uh, changes are penetrating into, into the ocean. And in addition, we're collaborating with the university um, and they're just starting a project to actually investigate the heat stress on lobsters and what physiological changes that have come about because of it. Malcolm Lawson says if rock lobster continue to be affected by warmer sea temperatures, the industry will be forced to make changes or stop fishing in some areas altogether. Just lastly, an agri-economist says China loosening some of its COVID restrictions should drive up demand for dairy in the first half of the year. As we heard earlier in the bulletin, strict lockdowns in our biggest trading market did see demand dip last last year, which resulted in sliding prices for dairy at the global dairy trade auction. Dairy giant Fonterra has trimmed its milk price forecast and banks have downgraded their predictions. But Westpac agri-economist Nathan Penny says last month China did lift its most severe COVID policies, which will have a positive impact. And so as that continues to roll back, we expect dairy demand to, to increase and also um, meat demand as well. So that should see dairy prices improve over the next few months. Yeah, we do expect in, in the first half of the year that, that move from China to really help uh, drive an improvement in commodity prices. That's Nathan Penny wrapping up the rural news for today. Koira te purongo o te tai whenua.